0: Hi, I'm Big Nakuruma,
1: And I'm Audio Nerd 64
0: And we are your gamer friends. And we are your gamer friends. Breathtaking. I know. I'm putting as much effort into it as Michigan primary voters.
1: And I am not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Fine.
0: Logging on, Final Fantasy VII Remake Demo. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time, the GDC Postponed slash Cancelled, The Konami Code, Destiny 2, Season of the Worthy, Ghost of Tsushima, NFL 2K, and Mortal Kombat 11.
1: In these past two weeks in nerddom, we're getting into the Artemis Fowl trailer, news about The Last of Us, Black Panther, Thor Love and Thunder, and Black Widow.
0: Finally, in a very special party chat, friend of the show, which he's very thrilled about, returns. You know him as Young Levain. Lil Polish is joining us in party chat to discuss Headliner and Mass Effect.
1: You do not want to miss it.
0: So let's jump right in. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 got a surprise demo for the remake.
1: It looks gorgeous.
0: It, it honestly is stunning. It's so stunning graphically that I've decided <laughs> that I'm going to wait to play it until the PS5. I want it in 4K. I think it should be played in
1: 4K. That's that's fair. Did you play the original?
0: I did play the original. It's the only Final Fantasy that I've played. Hmm. So I have both the nostalgia factor and also an intensely limited knowledge about Final Fantasy uh, confined to this game. So I can actually have a real opinion about this.
1: Well, there you go. That's exciting. I guess I'll just play it after you play it because I've never.
0: I mean, if you want to buy it when it comes out and <laughs> play it on the PS4 and then I'll play it in 4K, you know, that's that's fine.
1: You don't have to wait for me. I'm not that interested. I see. Mm. I mean, look, I mean, there are games. There are other games. Maybe. Well, the demo is free, right? The demo is free. Yeah, out the demo.
0: Um, it has bitterly divided the community. Um, folks who love the original are saying that this is too much of a departure. Mm. And there are folks who are saying it is a faithful adaptation, a modernization that is a long time coming. Um, I- I'm gonna wait to see for myself what I think.
1: Well, you are the de facto Final Fantasy expert here, uh, so we'll have to wait for your opinion. When is the game coming out? It
0: comes out on April 10th, so just about a month away. I'm excited to see what the reviews look like when the full game is out. Uh, I'm definitely going to pick it up either way.
1: Well, I know you must be excited about the next game on this list, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time.
0: I'm pretty excited I'm I'm almost exclusively excited because of the IP. I love Samurai Jack. It is a a big part of my childhood and the last season was incredible. Um The game was like kind of sneak announced. I hadn't seen anything about it before. There's not much gameplay to go on yet. Um It's coming out this summer. I would expect that we'll see more around E3 if it is coming out after E3. But given what we'll be talking about later in the episode, who knows if E3 will even be happening. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. I'll I'll keep my eyes peeled. It doesn't look like it's going to be bad. It it looks pretty good. Um, But I don't know anything about it other than it's a Samurai Jack (laughs) game and they're sword fighting.
1: Which, I mean, for most people is probably the only thing that they need to know.
0: Yeah, that's true. I just wonder, is it is a Samurai Jack game that's like AAA quality or is a Samurai Jack game that's going to end up on Game Pass in two months? I don't
1: know. Like, we'll
0: have to find out. We'll, we'll keep you posted. I'll definitely <laughs> play it. I mean, I'll play anything related really to Samurai Jack. So as I just mentioned, E3 might not happen, and that's because um, there's, there's a plague. Jordan.
1: What? I wouldn't call it a plague. Well, not yet. sure (laughs) we'll see
2: listen
0: I can joke the city of New Rochelle which is just north of where I live is completely quarantined I feel like making humor out of it is the only mechanism for coping that I have left
1: that that's fair at this point
0: So I already mentioned this uh, a little bit, but I don't think E3 is going to happen in part because a lot of shit is getting canceled or majorly postponed. Um, Mm -hmm. I forgot the name of this in the last episode. It was along with PAX East that Sony had pulled out. Uh, It was the Game Developers Conference. And apparently so many people pulled out of the Game Developers Conference, people and corporations, that they didn't really have a program. And because... The safety concerns are rising by the day. With regard to the coronavirus, they decided to postpone uh, indefinitely. Uh, It it looks like maybe they'll do it in the summer, and now maybe they'll do it in the fall. I think a lot of shit is just going to get canceled this year.
1: So they're not even putting out like, oh, because isn't like, I I think I heard like Coachella is probably going to be in October now. But they're not even saying, oh, we're going to have it around this time. I don't think that you
0: can. Because the way that this is working, you know, there's going to be hotspots that move. right? And if we keep quarantining, then the -hmm. places that need to be quarantined are going to change.
1: Right. I don't know. I'm not surprised. Uh, There were plenty of things outside of the world of gaming that I've, you know, been hearing have been canceled or postponed uh, outside of America. I think this is like the first American thing that I've heard was like straight up canceled.
2: Mm,
0: no, they they canceled some tennis tournaments. They canceled uh, some oh, other sporting events. Sports. Yeah. I don't.
1: I don't follow sports.
0: It it's it's maybe the first thing that you have heard of. I was surprised that on air fest happened, and I would not be surprised if it turns out that someone who went on air fest had it and that we end up quarantined.
1: I. You know, it was it was a lot of elbow and fist dabs and, you know, not being in people's faces. So, we'll see. But it is interesting that, like, a lot of these conferences are not canceling on their own. Like, with GDC, I feel like uh, it's been—a lot of companies are just like, we're not going to endanger our employees, so see you next year. And then everyone else did it, follow too. And then, you know, then the thing gets canceled, which I guess is— <sighs> Sad, kind of pathetic, but
0: thank god some employers are doing the right thing. Mm.
1: Um, not mine. <sighs> in happier news, we have a release date for Ghost of Tsushima June 26th. Much sooner than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I feel like it's much sooner than everyone thought it was going to be because we it was up in the air for a long time. We're just like, um, well, looks great, but. All we knew was it was
0: going to come out after The Last of Us. The Last of Us is the very end of May. So there's less than a month between The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, which I was not expecting.
1: They're trying to fill in all that time before Cyberpunk, Game of a Generation comes out.
0: I think it's also possible that everything gets delayed again. Because if a studio gets hit and gets quarantined, guess what? There's no work happening. And they're not going to get the game done. So who knows if any of these dates are even real? I think all Fair. dates for the rest of them for the rest of the year are probably not worth adhering to.
1: Mm, I didn't think about that.
0: The trailer was fucking amazing though. I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> I'm wanna I am want i wanna look at anything else. I'm like ready to just just play it. E3 was enough for me.
0: It looks gorgeous. The story Looks right up my alley. It seems like exactly the type of story I want to play right this second. Um, And so I I can't wait. I also am torn about waiting for the PS5, but I don't think I'm going to because I anticipate this will be so good that I'm going to want to play it twice.
1: Ooh, wow. That's, that's That's a big shoes to fill.
0: Speaking of things that I really want to play... Between our last episode and now, a new season of Destiny has launched. Oh, However, shit. they confirmed that Trials was coming back right before uh, our last episode <laughs> was recorded. And I am so fucking excited. I'm going to drop in the show notes this really cool YouTube video that explains the history of Trials and Destiny and why it's such an important core part of the franchise. It is definitely, I think, what kept me as hooked as I was for as long as I was hooked. Um, Just being in that... Um, environment where you were watching people on Twitch and you were entering into lotteries and they were selecting you and you got, you know, pulled in there and you got to play with these amazing people and potentially win this incredibly difficult PvP tournament thing every single weekend. It was just, it was really electric. I cannot explain um, as well as this video does. So if you're interested in that kind of uh, history, <laughs> I mean, history is is a heavy word to use for <laughs> a video game franchise, but um, I, I don't know. It's, it's a big deal. Uh, trials coming back means a lot to a lot of people. And the first Trials Weekend will come out um, the day that this episode drops. So... I am super, super excited uh, to to get in and play and also to watch high-level PvP uh, Destiny play on Twitch. Really saved the game, uh, and I cannot wait to see what happens this time.
1: Well, I definitely have to watch this YouTube video because I have no idea what you're talking about. I did not play Destiny 1 yeah. at all. Yeah. Um,
0: Really incredible stuff. I will. I'll save the the seasonal talk for a future episode when I actually have time to play it. I haven't. I haven't dove in. Uh, no time today because of the division. Shocking.
2: <laughs>
1: is anyone else playing
0: it? I'm sure. I, I know we will, but I don't think I saw anyone playing Destiny before we got off to to come record.
1: Something that definitely is historic and not just to one, you know, small. Fan base, but to all of gamers, (laughs) Uh, rest in peace to a legend, Kazuhisha Hashimoto, creator of the infamous Konami Code.
0: Very sad. It is. I don't know, um, honestly, much about his life other than his creation of the Konami Code, but that was, everyone knows the Konami Code.
1: But you should explain it in case people don't know.
0: Hopefully, this is redundant. Hopefully, everyone knows what the Konami code is, as I just assumed everyone does. But it is like the cheat code. It worked in every game, (laughs) and it always did something really cool. It didn't always do the same things. But if you wanted a cheat code that was going to change whatever game you were playing in a magical way, you put in the Konami code. That's just what you did. Yeah,
1: I think I didn't know it by that name when I was a kid. And I, I would imagine, like, you know, no one, not not a lot of kids did. Mm. So that's why. So, you know, to make sure, you know. Okay, fair it's enough. It's like, you know, when you realize that something was fucked up in your childhood, but you didn't have the, the agency language. to call it uh, racism. Got it. You know? Fair enough. Not saying it's, not, that, yeah. it's no, not racism. It's not the same it's thing. It actually did the work of anti-racism because it yes. democratized. Cheating. Yes. <laughs> that's correct.
0: <laughs> Listen, if you didn't have a GameShark, what were you going to do? <laughs> you put in the fucking Konami code. That's what you did. That's what you did. Oh, man. <laughs> Rest in peace, pouring one out to a legend.
1: Sports fans, you will finally have more than one game again to play per franchise. Isn't that exciting? 2K has inked a deal with the NFL to start making games again for the first time in over 15 years. A wow. whole-ass teenager. Wow. A zoomer? Is that what they're called? I think yes, a 15-year-old would be a Zoomer. A whole Zoomer <laughs> has has gotten famous on TikTok and the amount of time it's taken for 2K to start making games again. Uh, which is exciting. I found for it y'all. interesting
0: that they are not gonna compete with Madden. It's somehow gonna be a football game, but it's not gonna be a football game. Wait, what? So Madden is 2K, but for football, right? Right. You you simulate a football game. Right. And a season of football and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is not apparently what 2K is going to be allowed to do. (laughs) Wait. Because they have to get licensing from NFL. Right. And so the NFL was like, no, we're cool with Madden still. So you can do something, but no one knows what that thing is.
1: <laughs> Watch it just be like management simulator. It very well could be or mascots. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine NFL mascot? It'll simulator. be a mascot dancing game. Give me the dance revolution. Cheater has
0: finally broken through. Oh he inked God. a deal at Two K, and this is actually going to be an NFL cheerleading game.
1: I, I think I'd play that. I would play the shit out
0: of it if Jerry was on the cover. <laughs> Someone compared me to Jerry by the way, and I think that's really fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I have never even watched the show, it, but what, all I know
1: Did you make the cheerleading connection here just to air this out?
0: No, I didn't. Mm-hmm, okay. I didn't. You can Okay. I did. But here's the thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't think I'm anything like him except for the two more obvious things that we share in common, and that's it. What who which one was Jerry? Jerry is the big fat black gay one. Ah uh,
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm obviously not laughing at the descriptor. Uh, it was, it's just your face. I'm,
0: I, I'm, I've oh. also been compared to Titus from <laughs> King
1: Schmidt. Actually, so have I. So that's, you know. But
0: that's the only thing that we keep, that, th- those are the only commonalities. And it's very annoying. <laughs> Straight people, please stop doing this.
1: I met Titus once at my old, old job. Did you? It was very nice. Did you ask him about Eddie Murphy. No, this was way. This was like four or five years ago. we God, Andy Cohen is messy.
0: I literally used the gifts of <laughs> Titus on Andy Cohen.
1: Constantly. He literally was like, "I don't want to get into this." What a <laughs> clip! We're gonna put it in the show notes. Oh, uh, it has nothing to do with gaming, but Titus is a legend, a legend. Uh, and should be respected as such. Um, is that representative of the show that we started talking about sports games and ended up on Titus? Yeah, probably. That makes a lot of sense. Um. Yeah, That might be why we get the comparisons. I didn't get that comparison recently anyway. So.
0: <sighs> um, also, just let me shoehorn in here. 2K Games has taken their stuff off of GeForce. We talked about GeForce recently, and we talked about how a few studios were like not cool with it, even though it's been around for a while. And now all of the other studios are kind of like, you know what? We're also not really cool with this. And they're just like pulling left and right.
1: You know, the only thing that could have overtaken Stadia and now. Yeah.
0: I mean, Stadia is just so far and away the most important part of the streaming gaming culture right now. I really think that they're leading the way.
1: But I think that's interesting. It's like all the, none of these, no one was backing out of a Stadia deal, but they will for GeForce. What's that about?
0: I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Hmm. I don't get it. What are you going to do?
1: Last up, if you've ever wanted to see Spawn punch the shit out of Joker, you can do that now with Mortal Kombat's newest DLC. Spawn is going to be there. Punching things, killing things. I I'm very excited about this. Really? Um, I'm not excited about Mortal Kombat really ever. so.
0: I mean, that's true. I'm not excited about Mortal Kombat. I am excited about specifically watching some Spawn gameplay. I want to see how people, like if he ends up a top tier character. Something I do on YouTube a lot that I, I notice that you don't tend to do is that games that I don't play, I'll still like watch some of it just so I have a sense of what's going on.
1: I, you know, it's kind of like, my list of podcast episodes that I don't listen to are the yeah, bookshelf of aspiration. books that I never read or probably will read. Um, I, I, the element of surprise needs to be there for if I decide to actually, you know, Got it. do the thing.
0: Yeah, I don't care about that at all. Like I just watched the end of Goose Game for the first time, and it was really cute. It almost makes me wish I had played it. Like I'm, I'm okay that I didn't because wow. it was definitely exactly what I expected it to be. But it was, it was adorable. Well, very
1: cute. I'm definitely playing Goose Game at some point. So you can't talk about it. Okay, fair enough.
0: These past two weeks in nerddom, uh, Artemis Fowl is getting a movie from Disney.
1: Here's the thing about Artemis Fowl. Another piece of media I never got into. Never read the books. Uh honestly, I could not even tell you what they're about. Okay. If I'm being if I'm keeping it in 100. Well, I don't I don't know what to say about that. Um I was just one of those like you would have to
0: No, it's it's I mean like Harry Potter is Harry fucking Potter, but Artemis Fowl mm-hmm. is definitely up there. It's like it's it's one of the ones that you would read if Harry Potter wasn't the exception for you, there's a lot of kids who are like, oh, I don't like to read, but I'll love Harry Potter. Okay. Well, Artemis Fowl and the Golden Compass and Aragon no. and shit like that. Those Thanks are all like, Aragon. oh, you just like to read. And these are the types of worlds that you like.
1: But what about I I, I did the uh, uh, Lion, Witch, Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia. I got into that. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that might have been the... No, I read the series of terrible, unfortunate, bad things that are always happening. <laughs> the series of unfortunate events? Oh, I thought it was a much longer title than that. <laughs> yes. I, well, I think the actual book titles are, but
0: the series is... The, the series is of, a series of
1: unfortunate events. Of Very unfortunate.
0: In the spirit of you uh, being unsullied for things, I think you mm-hmm. should go watch the trailer, and then you'll get a sense of what it's
1: about. But here's the thing. So, I don't know shit about this franchise. I don't know shit about anything that's going to happen in this movie, but the people who do were not happy with this trailer. No, it's been completely disnified, so, I mean, you still get a
0: sense of what it is, is okay. but that doesn't mean that I'm going to like it.
1: Is it about a bird, or is the person's last name just bird esque <sighs> <laughs> is, is the it, last of us is it, um, is it a bird
0: is inking a deal with HBO for a limited series.
1: That's exciting. And what's even more exciting is they're keeping the lesbian. (laughs) Ellen Page? Oh, I just meant like the character is still going to be gay because apparently people were like, don't not make her gay. And they were like, don't worry. She's going to be gay. It's HBO.
0: (laughs) How many of her lovers are they going to kill graphically on screen, do you think?
1: Does any HBO series have any happy gay people in them?
0: I don't think you could qualify any of the characters in looking as happy, so no. Never watched that one. Yeah.
1: And I guess <laughs> I won't. Um,
0: the movie is a good payoff if you watched it, but if you haven't watched the other three seasons, I don't know that it's worth watching the three seasons just to see the movie.
1: Wow, that's that sucks. That's the whole point is like of making a movie up to three seasons of a show, is well, that it's worth the it. The point
0: was that they got canceled <laughs> and had a bunch of loose ends that they needed to wrap up. Uh,
1: um, let me think. Issa Rae's brother, I guess he was happy and also annoying. He had so much depth in the first season and then the third, they were just like, you're going to be an annoying gay character. I forgot that he was even in it. Yep. Sorry, annoying gay side character. Um, I'm sure there was ha- a happy gay somewhere in High Maintenance, right? Probably. Anyway, look, we're grasping for straws here. Uh, and, like, look, The Last of Us isn't happy at all. So True. So they probably won't be happy.
0: And if there's a <laughs> lesbian relationship in the second one, we, like, for all we know, they're going to fucking kill her.
1: <laughs> a mess. Let the Ugh. lesbians live!
0: They don't want to. It's so
1: sad. <sighs> it's such a tired trope. Please for let them fuck live. fuck's sake. God. Moving on. Ta-Nehisi Coates is ending his run as writer for Marvel's Black Panther I'm going to be honest. I forgot that was kind of still going. I I did too. Because not a lot of people really like it. Well, the storyline wasn't, wasn't that great. Right? Damn. No. Uh, I, look, if someone's like, yo, ta wrote this and it's not amazing, then like, I'm not going to go out of my way. Although I did, you know, you got a copy of it. Mm-hmm. You have two copies, one for looking and one for touching. That's did right. You, did you touch it yet? Did you read it yet? <laughs> no. I didn't. <laughs>
0: not yet. <laughs> not, I will. You I'm will? going
1: to. Okay. Just not yet. I mean, wasn't the problem with it that uh, you know, ta Coates can't imagine happy black people essentially. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it
0: it seemed as though he could not escape colonialism even in fucking Wakanda. That's
1: wild. You have a whole ass playground. I know. It's just, like
0: literally the only place in Africa the, where black in, people are free. <laughs> yeah, like canonically, <laughs> it's it's been freedom. So. Wow. Can you pl- like? Do we have to do that?
1: You know, the movie was kind of about that too, huh? But the movie was about an invading force, right?
0: But you, the movie was about globalization.
1: It was. It was about <laughs> colonization.
0: This, yeah, yeah. It was.
1: It was the reverse. It, it was. It was meta. I mean, what isn't about colonization at the end of the day?
0: A lot of stuff, and Black Panther could have been, but. Thor: Love and Thunder, on the other hand, is probably not going to have anything to do with colonization. And uh, they leaked out that the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be part of the the cast.
1: How did I miss that? I don't know. I just haven't been on social media because I hate. Everything. I'm about to delete Twitter. I
0: can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I, I'm uh, I'm hype. I I <laughs> I wasn't sure how they were going to get around that. And it seems like they're not worried about getting around it. They're gonna go right through it, which I think is the the decision that makes the most sense.
1: Um I guess it's cool they don't have to pay Zoe to come up in there.
2: True.
1: Like, you were like, what happened in Endgame?
0: That's true. <laughs> Well, all their money is going to have to go to Christian Bale, so...
1: <laughs> I already feel bad for a Thompson and Chris Hemsworth because Christian Bale is going to be like, I'm acting! Method, 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 method! And they're all just going to be, like, goofing the whole time. And it's going to be miserable. Who knows what that <laughs> dynamic is going to be like, especially with Natalie Portman there. Oh, who, she's going to be in it? That's... Whoa! Nigga, what? I forgot... It's. We've been in like a Marvel dry spell. I like forgot about half of the shit that was supposed to be happening. This is unreal. I'm so embarrassed. Somebody fire me. <sighs> I try every week. Every other week we're biweekly. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I try to get rid of you in other ways, and it just works. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, Menious to me. <laughs> finally, um. Black Widow is still going to come out on May 1st, despite uh, some rumors that that might not be happening anymore.
1: Right. Due to some, uh, I guess, worries about the coronavirus, theaters were like, we going to put this out? We don't know. Uh, It is a breeding
0: ground for contagion. (laughs) Like, a bunch of people are going to be coming together to watch a movie.
1: Yeah. I, well. I'm
0: risking it all. I don't care.
1: For Black Widow? For Scarlet? For Marvel? For, a, yes. no, for Scarlet? No, not for Scarlet. <laughs> not for Scarlet. For a movie that's
0: For Taskmaster. For,
1: oh, oh, for Taskmaster. For Taskmaster. That's bullshit. You can go by yourself. Have fun.
0: I'm gonna bring two masks.
1: <laughs>
0: it doesn't work with condos, but it might work with masks. You just gotta double up.
1: I no. No, 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 no. This isn't, I don't like this. I don't like this I don't like this at all. <laughs> That's so, I think they, I hate this. I
0: think some of the other things that got delayed were delayed, not just because of like, oh, people might get together and it's going to be a big thing. But also because I wouldn't be surprised if the James Bond plot, for instance, has something to do with like a viral contagion. Oh. Like, I don't think it's just concerns that it will be a big success and therefore you could potentially spread the virus, they're although like, oh, that is a concern.
1: They're like, oh, there's some shit in here.
0: I mean, I, I have no idea, but I, I would imagine. Like, they postponed that. Donnie Darko. They've postponed a lot of things for a lot of different reasons before. Like, they edited Spider-Man 2 to remove the Twin
1: Towers. They did. Lilo and Stitch also got edited. Hundreds of movies have.
0: So, this is nothing new, uh, but but I would I would bet that the plot of Black Widow has nothing to do with a viral contagion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll,
0: yeah, I guess we'll see what happens Yeah, I didn't even watch the trailer Because I'm I'm going in without knowing anything Yeah That's my goal Might not see it on May 1st I will be You can enjoy me or not hmm. It's
1: fine I'll sell your seat You'd be the only one in the theater I'll tell you
0: that would <laughs> be perfect That'd be amazing I'd be <sighs> so happy We should just find the most obnoxious showing possible Like the 2am show
1: can you, can you just ask me to play some damn music?
0: Why don't you play some music? Mm. Welcome back to the show, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Bernard Brother. Uh.
3: Bernard Brother.
0: (laughs) Uh, Lil' Polish is here. You might know him from a previous episode as Young Levain.
3: I change my my handle quite often. I come from the Tumblr school. Your handle is, you know, whatever the fuck you want it to be. We're not building brands over here. We're not trying to... You know, we're not trying to get internet famous. Like when I get a viral post, I delete it. I'm not trying to I'm not, I'm not trying to be on that wave. I'm trying to be low key on, on these internet streets, basically is how I feel. You know why I appreciate that? Props. Yeah. So why did you sigh when he described me as Bernard brother?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I will not get into my political affiliations officially on the
3: show. <laughs> oh, oh, what? okay. Is that what we're doing? Are you are you a war girl? Are you a war girl? I... <laughs> are, you, are you are you are you a Biden bro? I'm not no, really sure I all the actually, names that I... we're using out
1: here. No no, 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 no. Oh my god, no. Uh, I am gonna vote for Bernie, but um, Bernard bro is quite the. I don't. What, what is a Bernard bro? Why are we using that?
0: Are we talking about the pejorative or the reclaimed identity?
1: <sighs> the reclaimed identity. I mean,
3: personally, I, as someone who identifies as Bernie bro, I feel as though it means I support Bernie's, you know, and the rest of the world generally center-left agenda while also, like, engaging a in targeted internet arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like, I, you know, I don't see those two things as being at odds with one another. <laughs>
0: Clearly, well, clearly not. You as know, Bernard himself has said we have to harass as many people as possible. If
1: it's good enough, if he has said that. If it's good enough for Sonic Fox, it's good enough for me. Yeah,
3: <laughs> no, I think that we just we we, we might even need more internet harassment before this election is over. Oh, if we win the know, primary, uh,
0: I will begin harassment. I have not yet harassed. I have merely made pointed tweets. However. The harassment will begin if he's the nominee, and we're up against cut Trump.
1: All of this, we're not cutting any of it. <laughs> we're cutting so much of it. So
3: look, cut it! Don't cut it! I'm gonna, it's gonna I think be- like we're, like we're at a point right now in the in the intersection of both politics and gaming culture that this is 100% appropriate material for the podcast. I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, I'm on the pod. Uh, happy, you know. We we've tried to record this yesterday. We had some terrible audio problems. Oh god. Um, and like I said yesterday, when we tried to record. I'm so happy to finally be a friend of a show. I Feel like I should have been a friend of a show a long time ago. And you know, I feel like I've always I've ha- I've always had a, I have a voice made for podcasts. You know, and I feel like this has never been appreciated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. People need to put some respect you know? on your multiple names. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think if I get a, if I get reincarnated, if I have to like, live this hellish life all over again, my next life, I will just pivot 100% to being a podcaster, like very early on. <laughs> no, we're going
1: we're gonna to get it. We just started a Patreon, so once we start making a million dollars off of it, uh, we'll just give you a podcast now. Fuck oh, yeah, reincarnation. No, be,
3: oh, yeah, I'd love to be a part of the Gamer Friends Podcast Network. Hell like, yeah. Like me and my lady with a podcast where she talks about Switch games that are making her mad.
1: That would be fantastic, I think. That would be great. I'm greenlining it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, fantastic. Don't, we don't participate in nearly enough internet harassment to be a million dollar a month Patreon.
2: <laughs> However,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you think, we, we do love you think there's the a shade. correlation between targeted <laughs> harassment and raking into Patreon dollars? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're not.
0: We we punch we do punch we up to, here. We, at we, punch gamer up. Friends. we are
1: not we're not gonna name names here. So
0: so uh <laughs> we'll we'll just dig into the content and let the let the listeners decide. How about that?
3: Okay, that's fair. That's one hundred percent fair. Christ. So what are we talking about today?
0: Well, you sent us a tweet not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And it piqued our interest, not only because someone said that they wanted to be on the show and we're down for that.
1: Always. <laughs> but,
0: but also because the game in question is, in fact, political and uh, seems fucking dope as hell. Yes. Please tell us about it.
3: Yes. Yeah, so I tweeted it all because I wanted to talk about a game called Headliner, Obi News. Uh, it is on the Switch, it's on the PC. Pretty sure it's also on the Xbox and PlayStation Four. I, I really only play my Switch right now because I don't have a TV in my parents' basement where I'm currently residing. As all brainy Rose do. That's correct. In their parents' basement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically, this game is the game is kind of mind blowing. I came across it recently, and so essentially, you play as the editor of a newspaper. You're the headliner, and you play out a two week period in the life of this character and this world and this country that you inhabit. And your only job is to approve or deny newspaper headlines. Every day, your character starts off at the office with headlines in front of you. Sometimes you get a chat from your head editor. Um, and then, basically, when you're finished approving headlines, you leave the office and you walk back to your apartment. And so, you immediately see the impacts of what you choose to publish or not publish based on what random NPCs on the street are saying or doing, or an interaction you have that, like, a singular coworker. Or your sibling, or like some various other NPCs. I don't want to like spoil the game, right? But there are some other like NPCs that kind of come and go based on the choices that you make. And so, like you play out this two-week period, and like the ending you get, the world that you create in the end is kind of one hundred percent determined by whether by like what you publish or what you don't publish.
0: Hmm. Okay. So. As you know, games should not be political and
3: Oh, absolutely not. Games should never touch on politics or real issues or gender or <laughs> every game should just every character in the game should just be a block <laughs> <and> murder <laughs> block, like aliens. That's that's how games work.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. So my my question for you is, is this even a game? Uh, because it sounds like the political, uh, impacts of what you do are inescapable.
3: So, you know, it's actually funny because for, for work, I'm a community organizer. And so I work with people who are, you know, always trying to do different kinds of programming, figure out how to like reach and connect with kids and, you know, keep things like relevant, active. And so like, I was actually talking to someone about whether or not this game would be appropriate for like. Some kind of programming or series of programming based on like news, fake news, and media literacy. But mm. the main contention I have being like this game is not fun, mm. right? It takes about two hours to like beat the game, and it's like there's not a real point in any two hours you invest in this game. I've invested more than two hours, so. where it's like you're just like, oh wow, I'm having fun in this game. Like it's not fun, right? Yeah, it almost feels like a, a an extremely depressing slog. Like there's a there's a plot point in the game where in the sort of background of all the things that you're doing, there's a, a genetic flu that's going around. It's this mysterious illness that's kind of sickening the entire population around you. While there's kind of also like an internal conflict about whether or not the country you inhabit should have Medicare for all citizens. Totally not a thing that's happening no. in the real oh, world no. at all. Right? We don't know anything about um, that. I can't
2: and so, like, at no,
3: and so at no point is anything about this game like fun or enjoyable. Or it's like, you don't even really get a chuckle out of me, right? was <laughs> this kind of morbid curiosity about like, wow, I actually have the power to impact what's happening within this reality. And I get to see the outcome of those choices at the end of my time investment in this game.
0: So you're telling me that you played Death Stranding in two hours.
3: Fuck. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? Like I <laughs> have so many, I've had so many people... I've had so many people tell me that I wouldn't like that game for like, Oh no, Jules, you would hate it because it's, it's a slog or it's boring or it's so Kojima-y. But like the question I've asked everyone who's told me that they like that game is, is it fun? And not a single person has been like, yes. Yeah. No, like, no part of that game looks fun to me. And which to me is just like, I oh, would never, I don't want to be a delivery boy. Right. I was a paper delivery boy in my teenage years and it fucking sucked. <laughs> right. Like as a real job, that's terrible. I had a friend who was a bike courier who almost lost his life dozens of times on we streets of Philadelphia. Like nothing about Death Stranding as a game like looks fun to me. But I don't even I don't get the appeal at all.
1: So that's interesting. Death Stranding doesn't look fun to you. And you're saying that this game is not fun.
3: Not fun at all. Not 100 percent not fun. Why should we play it? <sighs> hmm. Why wow, you didn't know you were gonna put me on the spot. Why should we play? It? I think <laughs> So, without giving spoilers, right? One thing that I do enjoy about this game, because I love a game of multiple endings, right? And I love a game where at the end, you're kind of like, all the choices that you made and the consequences are laid out in front of you. Mm -hmm. And the game is just like, it's going to turn out different if you did a different thing. Because then to me, it's like, oh shit, like, well, I have to get like a, a better ending, right? I have to create a better world than the one I kind of, end it off with right mm-hmm. and then there's a weird kind of investment you start building in these characters as you play through the game multiple times right like you have a like you have a coworker who you can romance or not romance you have a sibling who based on what you choose or not to publish he can either like end up getting therapy and living a better life or he could end up dead right like there oh, are like shit choices you make that impact mm. these characters and there's a weird like I'm I'm hyper invested in this in a way that I was like not invested into the NPCs of like various other games I've ever played in my life right mm. you know what I mean like I played like I've literally been playing Skyrim like every weekend since that game came out right and there's not a single NPC in that game who I'm able to kill that I have not killed cause I'm just like I can like I have a choice mm. that I can make right but in Headliner it's just like I can choose whether or not this NPC gets healthcare. I can choose whether or not this NPC stays homeless. I can choose whether or not this NPC ends up deported or not. Like those are all choices I can make within the two hours I invest in this game. And it's just like, let's see what the fuck happens. Like if I choose to like help this person get back on their feet or help this person get therapy because I've helped universal healthcare pass in this fictional country. Have you ever uh, played Papers yeah. Please? You know what's funny? Because the conversation that I was having with someone about using games for, like, programming for you like, we talked about Papers, Please, or whether or not that would, like, be, like, an appropriately engaging game for, like, teenagers about whether or not, you know, like, that's just something they would enjoy doing. Yeah. So I've never actually played it myself, but I've listened to podcasts about it, and I think that, like, it's something that I want to play, right? But, I, you know, like, I don't know if you know the nerd life where it's, like, There's a lot of kind of games you want to play and other people are just like, nah, I don't want to play that. So,
0: for those who don't know... Like me. I uh, will explain briefly... Uh, Papers, Please. It is a very similarly structured game in the sense that it takes place essentially in two locations and really not even two locations. So you go to work every day and you are the officer who is either stamping someone's passport to allow them into a country or, or not. And you are working in a country that I think is like, supposed to be a communist country. To be perfectly honest with you, I was not up on my foreign policy when I played this. And so I couldn't tell you if it was you're on like the east side of the Berlin Wall or you're on the west side of the Berlin Wall. But it's very much you are a checkpoint officer on a fictional Berlin Wall-esque divide between two countries. So your goal is to only let in quote unquote good people and only, uh, you know, let out Uh, Well, I'm sorry only let in the quote-unquote good people and follow the rules, but of course you meet certain NPCs who will come on multiple days and try to get in various ways and you learn about them and then you can maybe decide to let one or two of these people in and one or two of them who gave you the sob story might actually be like terrorists who are coming in to fuck some shit up inside the country and then you might get held accountable for letting them into the country. Uh, you also have to move really quickly. Uh, there's an element of a timer in the game. So much like you are sitting there and approving or denying headlines, you're approving or denying people's entry into the country and, and you have to hit a certain threshold every day. So it becomes a challenge because you don't have the time to sit and evaluate everything. But at the same time, there's all these political maneuverings going on behind the scenes. It's, it's an excellent game. I think, uh, I don't know that it would be good for, for, um, teaching anything because it's also like headliner in the sense that you can play pretty straight laced. You can be good. You can be bad, etc. cetera. Um, but it, there's a lot of parallels there, I think.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah. No, 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 that game, def- no, that game sounds pretty dope. So, you know, it's funny because actually, I think I was mixing up papers, please with not a video game, but a tabletop RPG, mm. which I think is a similar premise where it's like, you are, you're basically a group of allies and you're trying to decide who you're giving a passport to leave Nazi-occupied Europe to. Oh. Right. And it's like the, in, the, in the, the dossiers of people who you can approve or disapprove, it's a mix between like fictional people and like real people like Albert Einstein, mm. you know. But you're, you have like a you have a, you both have like a time limit to like okay you have like a I think you maybe have like two hours all together to play the game, and then you have a certain number of people who you are allowed to approve, right? So it's like maybe you approve a bunch of like, random made up NPCs to like breathe Europe up versus like oh no now I don't have enough room to like help Albert Einstein a person who I like kind of know has like an impact on history based on my external game knowledge. And probably based on the, the fictional dossier I have on him.
2: Right. Because,
3: you know, I helped a bunch of, like, real people escape Europe, too. Um, I can't remember what that game is called. There was an episode of Imaginary Worlds about it that was, like, very dope. And it's also a game that I cannot find anyone who would actually want to play. Because ton of trying to find people to play Dungeons & Dragons, right? Which is a game that can actually be fun. You know, it's like, hey, you want to play a game about helping people escape Nazi Europe? Most people are just like, no, I don't want to do that. My family did that. Like, you know, so it's just like, man, we want to you
1: know, I feel you. It's interesting. I don't know. Hey. I, it's interesting because it almost it almost makes the argument that, like, games shouldn't be political because then it's like, who's going to play and They're not fun. But I think the examples that we're bringing up are, like, the most extreme cases.
0: Yeah, these mm-hmm. are clearly political games.
1: Yeah. But, like... You know, what isn't political? Also, you know, it's like, hard. I hate it.
0: To that effect, like, I'm deep in the division right now. <laughs> yes. And
3: never, is that fun? That, that game
0: looks fun. Yes. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> is it? I mean, you need a TV, it's not on Switch. If if you liked Gears of War or, or in general, cover-based shooters, incredible. It's my favorite thing right now.
3: Eh, I mean, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I know that originally we were kind of supposed to talk about Mass Effect.
2: We definitely going like, to be about honest, Mass like
3: Mass Effect might be like the only shooters I really have ever enjoyed are like Mass Effect, New Vegas and like Perfect Dark.
1: Wow, that's those are those are strong opinions. So the division is, is <laughs> the division that is, perfect dark part was yes it was.
3: What what is it you why can't I like perfect dark? Why can't I just tell the people that it's better than 007 Goldeneye? It is. It's a better game. It's a better game. Both We've times got he's better been levels, said it. Better guns and it's more fun. I just feel like
1: uh, and hey, look, this is, I don't, I've never even played either of those games. Okay. I want to say that officially. I think every time I'm just like, mm, I don't want to touch that. Cause it, literally, I cannot. But that is just, it's so, it's so contentious. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I feel like someone is angry now. It is, a hot take.
3: it is a hot tag. It a hot i a. I'm sure someone is, but there's literally no reason to play GoldenEye 64 <laughs> over There isn't one. I'm there's not not a just gonna play one.
1: both of these games now. I mean,
0: you I should. would love Curry to Dog find. actually
3: has like a fairly fun single slash co-op multiplayer campaign. Like it's fun, right? You play that game with like your little brother, and you're just like, oh shit, you did shit, you fucking missed the light switch, and now we fucking die. Like it's a fun <laughs> campaign to play through. Like even once you, even when you know the game like the back of your hand. Like you could still fuck it up very easily. Like it's a very enjoyable game to me. I love that game
0: well, i would I, I would maybe watch some of the division first because there's a lot more shooting in the division than in any of the games that you mentioned. <laughs> uh, it is a shooter with loot, not a looter mm-hmm. shooter, but a a shooter with loot. Anyway, it, the reason why I brought it up is because you are, um, you know, essentially extrajudicial government agents who get activated as part of a Homeland Security sleeper agent situation.
3: Oh, you're doing Gladio shit? You're doing, like, you're doing some <laughs> counterterrorism shit? Are you doing terrorism? What are you doing?
0: We're doing counterterrorism shit. The premise is, again, about a flu, uh, except this mm-hmm. one was bioengineered. It was released in New York City at, like, the Macy's, except it's not called Macy's oh, in the wow, game.
3: totally not like the situation we have right now.
0: Right, and then there's a pandemic yeah. <laughs> and, and society mm-hmm. collapses and the government mm-hmm. it like activates these agents to come save the world, basically.
3: Um, Is that what you're doing? I I haven't played this game. I already have doubts about the benevolence of the government. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what?
0: It's not a political game, as Ubisoft has repeatedly told us, and yet they cover that topic in depth. So, if only for the political commentary it might be worth your time. Uh, Hmm. But, overall I would say that there there's a central question about whether or not your agent is doing the right thing or not. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk more about the division at a future date. You kind of already, uh, let the cat out of the bag with regard to what we really want to spend some time on. Mm. And that is finally mass our effect. mass effect conversation.
3: <laughs> I, I love mass effect. I really do. And Oh man, I think the thing I love about Mass Effect and why I even wanted to talk about Mass Effect in the first place is I think that like you know look, people have a lot of feelings about bioware, right? Mm. People have said there's 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 nothing I can say about bioware, blue or bad, that I think people have not already said. I have nothing bad to say about bioware, number one. I'm just gonna throw it out there, right? Did you play maybe, it? maybe that is What? <laughs> Did you play No, I didn't. Oh, there you got it. Okay. No, and you know, and (laughs) I'll even say that, like, I gave, I gave up on Mass Effect Andromeda because, like, on screen text is too small for my old ass eyes. I couldn't read shit. (laughs) I couldn't read it. I couldn't even play the game because I'm just like, I can't read what the fuck anyone is saying on the screen on this. I'm upset about it because I wanted to play the game, right? But given all of that, I still have nothing bad to say about Bioware, and I'll tell you why. Because I think each of those games like brings something so new and unique to the sort of like video gaming as a whole that they should all be cherished, right? Like, I, like maybe the highest take that I will express on this episode is that I feel like Mass Effect One is probably one of the most unique games ever made, right? What? Like, unique. I think that game real yes, in terms of being like both like an okay RPG and, like, an okay shooter. Like, that game was kind of, like, the culmination of, like, so many of those kind of weird Super Nintendo RPGs that, like, got put out for years. Like, fucking, like, the weird mech one that Square Enix did or, like, fucking Saga. It just felt like... That was Square Enix? What all those companies tried to do with all those weird pseudo-tactical RPGs back on the SNES that they never really pulled off. It was just sort of like Bioware kind of dusted that shit off. Was like, oh shit, yeah. We could do that. Put it in space. You can fuck. There's some aliens. There's some, there's some choices the pa- player can make. Like, to me, it was just like, <laughs> they just dusted off some old shit and they made it great. It was perfect. Like I must lie, Like when I, when I actually started playing Mass Effect 2, it was like low-key. I, 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 here's what I'll say about my life Mass Effect as well, right? was that I came to those games all very late. Like, I played those games as, like, one collection because I bought the whole thing. I did not play those games as they came out, right? I remember, like, Mass Effect... Mass Effect 3 came out, and everyone was on the internet being like, oh, my God, the ending, they pushed it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm being (laughs) like, what's this game that's making everybody mad? They actually tried out. And we're playing the first one, I'm like, oh, this is dope as hell. (laughs) Then I got to the second one, and I'm just like, oh... This is a little different. Also, dope as hell. Playing through the third one, I'm like, yo, this game is fucking amazing. This is dope. Get to the ending, I'm just like, yeah, all right. I get why people are mad, <laughs>
2: but I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> i not
3: as mad because like I didn't invest years and years worth of my time, right? I I finished all that shit like my last year of college when I was putting off writing papers like over a couple weekends. Like my girl, like to this day, like if you say Mass Effect, like my fiance makes a face. She just goes, ugh. Because she remembers so many weekends, just like of me being dead and worthless to her, because I was fucking shooting <laughs> aliens and trying to romance some fucking dumbass three character.
1: That is so interesting to me that you played it all in one shot. Because that was not my yeah. experience. I I played those games as they came out,
3: and no, I, was, I was too busy playing Skyrim. I was too busy playing Skyrim. Like as they were coming out, I didn't notice.
1: I see. I didn't have. Coming I wasn't out. fucking I with Skyrim. It. It was always Aliens for me. That is... Wow. That's such an interesting perspective, too, to have on that. Because I always think about it in its context of, like, the games that were also happening around it. And not necessarily, like, what Mm -hmm. immediately came before it. Because I wasn't playing a lot of, like, SNES and all that. Mm. So,
0: yeah. I'm glad that you have that opinion. Because that is also me. I never played them. Uh, I just played them for the first time. What, uh, last year I finished it?
1: Yeah. But you're welcome.
0: <laughs> oh. Who'd you romance? Who'd you romance? Um, I knew that you could be gay in the third one, so I didn't romance anyone until the final game. And then uh <laughs> who's the the um who's the pilot? He's the pilot. Ramirez. Yeah. That that was my dude. That was my
1: man.
3: But I think all of my romance options were problematic. Maybe my first playthrough.
2: Oh, we yeah. Have I think the I romance. Who, who are they? I think who? I
3: romance like Tally, Jack, and then Miranda. I think I had all like the, the problematic. No, Brandon on in the third game. Who did I romance in the third game? Miranda's um, in the third game. Maybe Garrus? I don't know. You can fuck Garrus? You definitely can fuck Garrus. If you're a femme chap. I feel, like all, I feel like all my romance choices were problematic at some point.
0: Because So the thing was, you could be a lesbian, but you couldn't be gay.
3: Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I remember... So you could romance I I, if you were a fem chap. See, because I think... I think at least on one place... I think my first... I think when I played through the first game or even the second game twice, I was just like, why can't I romance Caden? This doesn't make sense. Like, I, I should be able to... Romance Caden as a male chef, and they were just like, nah, you can't. can't do it. You can't, can't do it. It would go too it's far. There's a bridge too which, far. Which, which to me is like another one of those things where it's just like, you're Bioware, you're sitting, you're sitting in that fucking office. Like, why do you make that choice?
1: Because right? at that point, it's Dragon like, Age was coming out, and Dragon Age, you could fuck whoever you wanted, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are we. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> um. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait! No, actually, on that point, because I, cause I have a, I do have a thought about that, right? Which is like, I wonder, hmm, how familiar y'all with Star Trek at all? Enough, not well. Okay, well, just to, I only wonder because like Star Trek itself has had its own kind of like very fraught history with like male male relationships, yeah, right? Which is like you know like slash like literally developed out of like people writing like Kirk Spock fanfic even though, like, the show has kind of always been, like, super, like, aggressively hetero, <laughs> right? And even when it kind of... Discovery, for example, like, Discovery was the first show with, like, an openly gay male relationship, right? But it's also, like, Discovery sucks, and nobody likes it. Um, and it's not because of the openly gay male relationship, which is actually one of the better parts of the program, but it's kind of, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a social justice warrior shit, blah, blah, blah. But I, I only bring it up because it's sort of, like, It felt like, it feels like to me that there's kind of these weird parallels between Mass Effect and Star Trek, especially now like the current Picard show like really seems to be leaning into like some Mass Effect 2 and 3 type plot points like related to like synthetics and organics and like why they're bad and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, And I almost wonder like if it was like, like, we'll just leave out the gay relationship as some sort of like, bending the knee to like the broader history of sci-fi which is, even then is not really appropriate because right? you have Chip Lane who's writing super gay science fiction for like the last like 50 years so I'm just, I'm just really wondering like why like, I'm wondering like what made them make that choice because it is very silly right and it, I know that it definitely lost them the goodwill of some parts of fandom right and it definitely didn't gain them the goodwill of people who would eventually turn against them anyway because of the way they ended the game yeah. Um I think it's probably just a, a a
0: reflection of the broader mainstream sci-fi at the time, because George Lucas is like notably homophobic and said that he would never allow any homosexual relationships in Star Wars. Um, and I know that Star Trek had that same issue. I I bet it's probably just that for really sexist and misogynist reasons, straight people seem more comfortable with lesbian relationships, but I, I don't think that's unproblematic. I don't think that's like, oh, wonderful. At least they're somewhat accepting. It's like purely for the male gaze. And right. I, I would be willing to bet that they were they were just going along with what the the mainstream options were. But overall, as I was saying, I I agree with your assessment. I, I played through it. I was not that mad at the end either because I wasn't nearly as invested. In fact, if anything, I was more mad. Uh, I guess you should fire off the spoiler horn.
1: Hell no, this game is old as fuck. No. <laughs> No, yeah, what what, I don't
3: even think there's anything really to to be spoiled about, like with the ending of your game. Well, I made it to the
0: end without knowing what was going to happen, so I made it like 10, 15 years. Essentially,
1: nothing did happen, but anyway, Mm. well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what upset me the most was that I was told by my co host (laughs) that if I didn't, you know, save uh, who are the Roma.
3: Oh, the the
2: the what is Callie The Corians,
0: the
3: Corians,
2: the Corians. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. So Ooh. there's a very Roma-esque faction where they started a war with synthetics on their homeworld, who also become a huge part of the plot. And they essentially get driven off of their homeworld, and no one else wants them around. And they just go from place to place. Uh, and it's some very obvious parallels. <laughs> they're they're clearly making allegory. Um Anyway, unfortunately, in my Mass Effect 2 playthrough, (laughs) Talia dies in in the final mission. I did not know that that would mean that my playthrough at 3 was fucked from the start. There was no way for me to be able to avoid the genocide question, which you need her alive In order to prevent, so he's like, everything's fine. You're on track for blah blah blah. Like he was so confident that I was doing everything right. No, it's no big deal. Oh, people die. Whatever, it's fine. She's she's barely even in it. Mass Effect Three. It's nothing. Doesn't matter at
2: all.
1: That's not a how I sound. B what I specifically said. (laughs) I said you need an authentic Mass Effect experience. You will suffer like the rest of us, period.
0: The thing is, I'm not going to go back and play it again because even though I do um, recognize the achievement that it was and it is probably one of the best games I've ever played, it does not seem to me to be one of the games that I'd like to revisit. It's very like Red Dead in in
3: that sense. Nice <laughs> out. Yeah, like so I, I, so I, I did it. I, what I will say is, so I've played through all the games multiple times. Same. One is the game that I've played through the least because it's sort of just a slog to me. It's just like, alright. It's one. Right, because it's just sort of like, it's like, alright, this game isn't like really fun up until maybe like midway when I just become super overpowered and I can blow everyone away. Exactly. Right, so like one isn't one isn't great, but two and three I've enjoyed playing through multiple multiple times, like it's just fun. You like I love being renegade chef and good good chef and like you know, romance different people. Like I, I you know I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Being spoiled
0: by the YouTube era means that all questions of what would happen if have been answered by me doing just a search and watching a five minute video.
3: <laughs> so, that, so that's true, but that that doesn't that doesn't replace the joy of like running through that one like solarian level and like hitting motherfuckers with sticky mines and watching them explode. Like there's like a specific joy like in that that you can't really replicate from watching a YouTube video. Yeah. See I that agree.
0: that is something that I think about because my Shepherd in the second one or the third one, whichever one that was, I never had access to those. Like I didn't I didn't ever have them. So I don't even know I I have no concept of the joy. Of watching. No, yeah, I went.
3: I went all weapons. Fucked out bionic bullshit. I wasn't messing with that at all. Oh yeah, I went bionic. Oh, I went no bionic. man, that shit sucked. That was just that was just space wizardry. I wasn't about it. Exactly, space it was space like the Lizard. closest right. like the
1: Star no. Wars with guns.
3: No, because the like, thing. No, no, no. Don't give me. Mean, don't give me space force powers and then no lightsaber. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm like, no, I'm uh, not gonna
1: well, <laughs> you know, we can't agree on everything, Jules. <sighs>
3: But, but no, but speaking of, but so we're we're sort of talking about like the ending of Mass Effect, right? Which I do think is kind of like, you know, I wonder in a lot of ways if that ending isn't kind of like emblematic of like the problems that developers end up writing themselves into, right? Because I, I read all the fan links, right? I read it all. And like, there was no ending, there were no set of endings they were going to give to the fans of that game that was going to make anyone happy, Right? And, like, having played the games multiple times, like, to me, like, there isn't really, like, an actual resolution to the story as written outside of the options that they end up giving you.
0: I agree with that. In fact, I think that's part of why I wasn't as pissed off because I had a, a linear playthrough, and and so it was very clear to me. Yeah, either the bad side's gonna win, or the good side's gonna win, or you find some kind of way to make peace. <laughs> like the, those are the three options, as far as I can tell, and that's exactly what they went for.
3: And I mean, and I mean, I mean, I mean, I think you're even summing it up a little nicer than the options they give you because the options you have aren't really like they're really good, right? Like, to me, like, the, to me, the best ending kind of always felt, the best ending kind of, the best ending always felt like the one where it's just, like, you know, I like, kind of like the renegade ending, I guess, is where you, like, all right, well, we're going to take control of these Reapers, and we're just going to use them to, like, rule the galaxy and rebuild human civilization. Like, the one where it's like, oh, no, we're going to fuse with the machines. It's like, nobody wants that. <laughs> imagine if you were just chilling your shit, you're going to the bathroom, there's a war going on, now all of a sudden you're just half a robot. <laughs> I'd be mad. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, no, nobody asked me about this. No. No. <laughs> imagine one of the characters that shivered a romance who's like, yo, my ex turned me into a robot. This is bullshit. You'd be mad as hell about it. There's, there's no there's no happy nobody walks away from that scenario It's nonsense.
1: Uh I mean I agree. i just trying not to think about those endings as much as possible. <laughs>
3: right. And I mean and I get like why I get like why when they did in drama, they're like, All right, we have to make a game that is not in any way connected to these shitty endings that we made. Because like there's no there's no real spinning off from like any of those canon endings in like an, in a super fascinating way as far as I'm concerned. Fair. Right. Like they kinda shot themselves in the foot a little bit there. It's just like, Oh yeah, no, it's the end of a... Uh, the end of the space adventure you know they didn't, they didn't pull a George Lucas they were like no no this could keep going on forever
0: although Palpatine's a clone they might have changed their tune because rumor has it the rumor mill is that they are abandoning the concept of Andromeda but if they return to the Mass Effect universe it would just be a continuation of the original storyline
1: just give me that's a, a Garrus space cop game that's all I want I want to play as Garrus I want to be a space cop and then I want to meet Shepherd at the end of it, and then just give me, give me like, give me a one-off.
3: See, no, see, no, that would actually be like a fun concept, right? Like a space cop shooter. You're like a fucking Turian cop on the Citadel. You got to bust like evil batarian smuggler. Fuck, this is a great! Game. I would play this game right now. <laughs> Somebody hire me. I would, would, would abandon. I would abandon all of like my adult human responsibilities to
2: binge this game <laughs> for a weekend.
3: That's what I would do. This game sounds fun. Right? Like I don't need to. Like I don't want to have to save the galaxy and fight Reapers because like honestly like some of the best parts of that series especially like Mass Effect 2 right was like oh shit I got a side quest on this planet where I gotta go kill some evil scientists or save some scientists from evil people like whatever all the missions are the same you're on some desert planet shooting people it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> right, like, like, let me, a, let me be a space cop. So
1: smaller moments,
3: cop. You know? and, and then the bad and like the okay, the bad guy could be all right. Could be Cerberus. He's an evil space races. Great. Like, let's make this game political. Right, you're an alien space cop, and you got to fight evil space races. I'm down. Fuck it. I'll play that game.
1: I would love to fight space races.
0: I think you're really hitting yeah. on the enduring part of the series for me and that's the world building that they did which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the the political machinations of it like did they dumb it down? Yes. Was it essentially impossible for you to fail? Pretty much. However the storyline itself I thought was really intriguing and the fact that you were essentially getting people who had no reason to be on your side, didn't agree with you politically, didn't agree with you economically, didn't agree with you socially, that you had to convince them to be part of this coalition. Um, I, I thought all of that was really wonderful and mm. three was by far the best experience for me um, mm-hmm. because of that. It was just – it was the culmination of of all of the hours that I had um you know gotten to know the universe and i i felt that that send off was great um it, less so for anyone who spent a decade replaying the first two games
3: <laughs> see what's well, see, what's funny about it is i was actually i was thinking about that recently right because for the longest time my biggest gripe with 3 was was like the coalition building aspect right because it's just like wow like it really sucks that I have to convince all these aliens to help me fight a threat that's absolutely going to like ravage the galaxy if you don't do anything about it. You know, it's like you're, you're playing a game, and everyone's like, "Oh, hey, you're the hero. I'm going to charge you hundred gold for this weapon you need to beat the game." It's just like you piece of shit. It's like you know I need I need that weapon. It's like I need you to assist me in, in this process. Like why are you, why are you charging me money? Like I like, I don't understand the economics of this because if I fail, like you you can't sell shit to anyone. Right, like it's a good investment for you to just give me this
2: shit, like the it's
1: Eververse like, and Destiny. You know. I'm like, what are y'all? We're we're in a bunker right now, right? Give me things. Although yeah. everything I know, everything is cosmetic with them, but you know what I mean. Shut up.
0: Meanwhile, in the real world, we can't get people to give uh vaccinations to a potential pandemic for free.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. So that was like kind of like the turning point that I had to take in my assessment of like that part of Mass Effect 3 where I was just like, oh, actually, it's kind of just like real life, which is like, that's probably always like a part of a game that grapes on me, right? Where I lose the fantastic element. I'm just like, oh, this is, this is just the shit I deal with every day.
0: I'm sure it's just a coincidence oh. because games aren't political. So... <laughs> I, I don't think that's really what it was, but it certainly felt like it.
1: He might be reaching over yeah. there, Jules. I yeah, don't that's know. a I reach. Like it, you know, thinking a little yeah, too no,
3: In the real, in the real world, everyone always agrees on everything, and we all do the right thing, like exactly when we need to. Nobody ever waits. Um, good things happen. Um, Philadelphia is going to absolutely shut down the schools and public transportation and give paid leave to all these service workers so that we're not spreading coronavirus around. It's going to happen tomorrow we're
0: gonna deal. <laughs> that kind of optimism <laughs> is what's gonna get us through tomorrow. <laughs> I suppose so. Well oh, shit. Fuck. What
1: a what a place is as any to to end there. Bring
3: you back to the grim reality of life. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. So yeah, I hate to be the bummer guy, but you're just sort of like, you know, I I don't know. I don't how uh You know, games are political. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, that's how it is. Like, maybe the only apolitical game is Ocarina of Time. Like, there's no politics in that game. (laughs) That that might be it. I played the game enough times. I I read enough theory where I can just tell you right now the game has no politics. There's just none in that game. Okay. You heard it here first. (laughs) Ocarina of Time is the only video game that is not political. Um, Maybe that makes it the only good video game.
2: I don't know oh oh
3: spicy,
1: spicy. Oh. We, we're, cut cut the cameras cut the cameras
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that that i think wraps it up would you care to share where people can find you or anything else that you'd uh that you'd want to suggest to our dear listeners
3: i'm at little poolish on twitter you can find my hot takes my occasional delving into the realm of conspiracy theory. Occasional? Um, <laughs> it's just occasional. Slightly occasional. <laughs> At least um, once a day. Rabid hatred of It'll Avatar for day. no um, reason. Oh, no, we can't get into that. I'm not going to say anything about this because it, that is actually my most controversial thing. So <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it on, on air. Thank you. Thank but you it's for not good. It's not a good show, folks. It's not good. Oh, there you goes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I like, uh, you know, the comics I like where i cook sometimes um yeah you can you can find me on twitter at little Pool tweet you know what at the end of the world that's what we're all doing so (laughs) god
1: damn it
0: (laughs) well that's a show
1: that was a show
0: thank you again jules for joining us
1: yes thank you so much always a pleasure friend of the show. I can't but not believe he didn't think he was a friend of the show. I, it's, it's, if you've been on the show, you're a friend of the show. That's how it works. That,
0: that's the whole point.
1: That's it's podcast joke. etiquette. I don't get it.
0: Ugh. And the fact that no one else wants him to be the friend of their
1: show. Ridiculous. It's, it's, it's
2: They're it's a missing tragedy. out.
1: I just, I don't understand. <sighs> also, a big thank you to our first patrons. You made this show possible. Thank you. Brought to you by the letter G for a gamer. I don't I don't know what I was doing with that. We're just going to let it go. For those of you who don't
0: know, we did launch our Patreon. It's been two years of Gamer Friends, and we are looking to pay for the hosting and all the technical stuff that goes behind the scenes. Um, so if you've got a few bucks to chip in, we would appreciate it so much. That's and, right. And uh, we thank
1: you. And thank you specifically to Nerdy The Sensei, longtime friend of the show. Who hasn't been on the show, but is just a friend of the show out of virtue of loveliness. Loveliness. Uh, Sarah with the star. Uh, we promise that her donations will not go to an appearance on the show that will be unrelated. <laughs> uh, and good friend Abner, thank you so much. Oh, Abner. Oh, Abner. Um, we're almost on our way to reaching our first goal, which is to pay for all of the hosting. Hooray! Hooray! Which is like the, honestly, the biggest step to me everything else gives a fuck but like hosting you know the day to day is just so hard
0: yeah. rate subscribe and review not in that order there's a better order
1: That's tell a good. friend tell a friend That's That's tell two mm-hmm. link to all the things discord patreon twitter instagram oh my god uh, all, in the show notes. all the show notes
0: and we'll see you back here in two weeks
1: peace deuces Just, uh, just one small update. The last time we were here, we talked extensively about bread. Uh, what are you cooking mm-hmm. these days?
3: So these days, in preparation for social shutdown because of coronavirus, <laughs> I am fermenting a lot of food. Um totally not joking. Like I I'm know,
2: making like lots of I kimchi.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm making lots of kimchi. Um, pickling cabbage, various other vegetables. I'm working on. Um, stinky tofu for the first time There's a recipe in a, in a cookbook that I bought And I was just like, you know what, I've got some tofu I'm always looking for new Ways to cook this weird product Let's make stinky tofu Well, what's
1: stinky tofu? Um,
3: well so you basically, you take tofu You cut it in the blocks And then you leave it out at room temperature For about two days until it smells like Dirty underwear um, Then you season And brine it and you leave it for a month. That's the process I'm at right now. So I've got to wait about three more weeks. Oh. And then in three weeks, take that tofu out of the brine, deep fry it. It's supposed to be a fucking delicacy. Like dirty, un- dirty underwear? <laughs> like dirty underwear, yeah. Like if you've ever smelled like just the crotch of some dirty undies, like that's what it smells like. Like, yeah. It turns a little orange. Jules,
1: I am so sorry yeah. I asked. We have we we literally, na- we have to cut the cameras. I, ha- I can't. Not not a, not a little orange. I got it. We got to hang. I have to go. I have to go. I'm so sorry.
3: Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. it's okay. It's,
1: right
2: it's been a pleasure. It's, okay. it's been a pleasure having you.